This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. The lovely voice of Mike Watts letting you know it's NFL Friday. It's week nine of NFL Friday here on WFUV Sports. Org. I'm Matt Morrow. She's Kelly Coltis. We got Pat Burns, Sean Hainer behind the glass. We're going to have Drew Casey talking some fantasy with us in, I don't know, half hour, 40 minutes. Later Sounds in like this that. podcast. Sounds like a good time. If that's all you're listening for, just scroll about. You'll hear Drew Casey. That's fantasy. We got plenty to talk about before that. It is week nine in the NFL. Taping this on a Friday. So last night, Thursday night football, as always. Thursday night football is never as good as the NFL wants to tell people that it is. Last night, another sloppy affair in a very sloppy division. The New Orleans Saints defeat the Carolina Panthers 28-10. Sean Hainer's not happy about it, but maybe the biggest interesting – there's a couple of things that could be interesting about this. One, I think we'll get into the division part of it. But the other thing is that the Saints actually win on the road. Which is huge for them. Seven-game road losing streak, and they, they go into Carolina, and they win this one 28-10. Especially, too, you know, coming off that winning, you know, versus Green Bay at home, you know, they had the momentum. I think it's a good thing the Saints continued that momentum. Oh, it's huge. I mean, you heard Carolina. I remember when they were coming off their Sunday game, Cam Newton was all like, oh, you know, look for me to have a great performance Thursday night. I'm going to show up big. Yeah. I'm going to show up big. Well, you unfortunately didn't no, in your home not. building at all. No, he was he was bad. Um, Ten for twenty eight, as far from what you want as a completion percentage, just one hundred and fifty one yards. Did not throw a touchdown in this one. He did have the only touchdown for Carolina. He ran one in. Obviously, he can make plays with his legs, but he is the quarterback, so you'd like him to make some with his arm as well. Um, the fact that the Saints win this one on the road, I was surprised when they beat Green Bay a week ago. I thought the Green, even though that this was. At the Superdome or whatever, thought, whatever sponsor they have for it now in <laughs> New Orleans. You still thought Aaron Rodgers was going to Oh, absolutely. Go. Um, I, I thought that the, the Packers were on enough of a roll at that point after the whole relaxed thing in the beginning of the year. Aaron Rodgers telling the fans, don't worry, we got this. And it seemed like they did for a good amount of time. And I thought that this that that game Sunday night was just going to be another game that Green Bay was going to roll over another opponent. And we all thought New Orleans. So New Orleans was 2-4 and four at that point. Mm-hmm. Coming into that game, you thought this was a bad down year for the Saints. And they won that – they jumped out early in that one. Absolutely. They won that game pretty convincingly, yeah. too. I mean, 44-23 over the Packers. And, I mean, still Aaron Rodgers still went off that game. I mean, there's no slowing down Aaron Rodgers. But at the same yeah. time, Drew Brees just did enough to be better. He had three touchdowns in Absolutely. that game. And he performed very solidly against the Panthers as well. Only 28 points this game. You know, Drew Brees, no touchdown really through the air. He ran oh, – one touchdown through the air, but he ran one in. So that was pretty impressive, too, for Drew Brees. Yeah. Two touchdowns you know, total for him. You don't, you wouldn't think of Drew Brees as a guy who's getting a lot of No, Drew Brees is not a rushing ground, quarterback. But it, he can make some play. I mean, really, it was just a, a you know a short little run in. But on the ground, what they did get was Mark Ingram. And he ran 30 times for 100 yards. So that's not a good average. But you got a strong presence on the ground. You were confident enough to run it 30 times. And you end up at the century mark. And you score twice. Mm-hmm. Came off a really good week a week ago um, against those Packers who they're now – Chase and Detroit. That's gonna be that's a great division. Uh, Comparing the, the North and the South, like you mentioned yeah. before, the North is so competitive. I mean, yeah. Chicago's a little bit of a disaster right now, but they are a very. But they have if, the if talent. If they hang around, if, if they hang they around, just, if they just got their similar heads on with, straight, exactly. Similarly they'd be right with there. Green Bay last year, they were able to hang around. Nobody put them away, and then they snuck in at the end. Chicago could do the same thing, but now so things are bunched up in there. Things are bunched up in the South, but for a different reason. It's because they're all bad. <laughs> um, I mean, they're really the Panthers looked like a team that could, you know, they could maybe take the next step this year. This year, Cam Newton's another year older. He's a little bit more mature as a quarterback. That I feel like that tie against Cincinnati for both teams was not. It was just it a bad sent them week. both in it very really rough directions. No, neither team came out of that one strong. It was just no. a draining game on both of them. And, I think. Atlanta, who I I think a good amount of us thought would bounce back, we thought maybe last year was just a fluke. Mm-hmm. They're bad. Yeah, two no. and six on the year. They've lost five in a row, and Tampa Bay is just well. I mean, the Vikings too, and they had the whole Adrian Peterson scenario. So I think after that came out, a lot of us were just, we all turned away from that, not expecting them to have a good year with the whole drama mm-hmm. off the field. But still, I mean, it's yeah, it's just been very very up and down there. So yeah, in the, in the north. The, so Detroit's leading that division, but I even though they're six and two, 
And I know, like you said with Peterson, Minnesota, we don't really have to worry about. And Chicago, yes, they're also 3-5, and five, so they're a little bit further back than they really want to be in this position. Mm-hmm. But part of me just doesn't trust Detroit yet. I don't know why. I, I, I still think if I'm going to pick one team in that division at this point, that is, you know, these all these teams have played eight games now, so halfway through. I still, I still Green have Bay. Green Bay, absolutely. See, the thing with Detroit with me is I think that they're just one big hit almost from being knocked out of the top spot just because Matthew Stafford has shown he's not made through full seasons. He's a very fragile quarterback. Calvin Johnson and his injury problems. Well, you get the injuries. To be completely honest, that's the one point where I'm going to contradict myself. They're 6-2 and two with mostly without Calvin right, Johnson. Exactly. He really hasn't been a factor since week three. Still, Matthew Stafford's been healthy on the field. You haven't right. seen that. Aaron Rodgers is used to taking a beating. He gets yeah. beat up, and he still bounces back I'm and still cons- throws for 300, 400 yards a game. Yeah. Matthew Stafford can't take that kind of beating, so if he does take a couple big hits in a row, I don't see him making it through the rest of the season, and that worries me considering they're at the top of the division right now. The NFC North is a, is a – I'd say it's a good division right now because I do think Chicago will bounce back. The South, just touched on that game last night a little bit more uh, before we head up to some of the bigger matchups on Sunday. Uh, it's really tough for me to figure out who I like out of that division. See, I'm- here's my issue. is I would say the Saints. I would. But do you, their upcoming schedule is absolutely brutal. Their last seven yeah. or eight weeks of the season, is it's awful. They have to play San Francisco, Cincinnati, Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, Versus Carolina at Chicago versus Atlanta and then at Tampa Bay. So obviously the last two Atlanta Tampa haven't been stellar. But, if you but take besides out, if that, you take out last night, they are a, they are not a good road team, and no, that has been not. throughout not just this season because they were zero and four on the road until last night. Now they're one and four on the road, but it's not just the season playoffs especially. They are bad on the road. They're just they're not, they're a dome team. Oh, they're, absolutely, they are the absolute definition of a dome team. So at Atlanta is a little bit different, you would think, because it's another dome, but. Even at the Bucks, I don't think that's an automatic win for the no, Saints. Unless not, they really get I mean, at home, Tampa gave them a scare at home. I mean, they right. beat them in overtime at home, yeah. and that was in the Dome. So I, 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 I'm, I'm getting rid of the Bucks. I think, out of that division. Even Pat Murray, even though our Fordham, <laughs> I know. Ki- our Fordham I, I guy's the kicker. Him a little bit. I mean, if you can't wait for fantasy, I'll get a little, <laughs> just a little nugget. I drafted him in one of my drafts, just why not? But their, their offense was just so bad that he was getting nothing. <laughs> so, sorry, Pat. It wasn't you. It was me. Um. I think New Orleans, they've been – last two weeks has been a different team, mm-hmm. and they're lucky enough to find themselves at the top of that division. That's the worst record of any division. The division leader right now is 4-4. Four and four. Cincinnati is the only team that is technically a top of division with four wins because they're 4-2-1 and one, and just win percentage. They're above Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That's so weird how that works. I, that's it's not so going to – I really hope that doesn't come down that to that. That tie comes down to it. Can you um, imagine that? Yeah, because Baltimore and Pittsburgh are five and three over in the AFC North. So, the and New Orleans is the only five hundred team. The team isn't that isn't over five hundred to be leading a division right now. So I think it's easy to say that that's the weakest division in football right now. And I guess as long as they take care of business at home, I, I think New Orleans has to be because Carolina just hasn't shown enough. That's the only other team I could say would be. You know the other team competitive that could, yeah. one exactly because I mean Atlanta after their week one no, win against the Saints it's it's just they've been downhill ever since I'm done with them yeah I I, I would have to say New Orleans I, it's a big that was a big game for them that was a big game Ed I know it looks sloppy and a lot of us don't maybe give the attention to Thursday night football that at least the league wants us to mm-hmm. and a lot of time look it's for good reason it wasn't a great football game to watch it was but, closer than some of the other Thursday night football games that they've had in, in the standings it's something that. It's something that actually will end up mattering because these are probably going to be the two best teams in this division, regardless of how bad they may actually be. <laughs> um, let's move over to Sunday because specifically the, the the one game that we have to really touch on, we can maybe get to some of these other ones when we get to the picks, but the one we have to spend a little bit of time on, Brady, Manning, Mr. Burns back there is – our lovely Crazy producer hat. today is a diehard New England fan. I Crazy told him Pat's before we, we started taping this that these are more notes that we usually get. Like, just the Brady <laughs> Manning. Not, and it was great. He didn't label it um, New England versus Denver. No, he no, named no. it Brady Manning. And what's that Roman numeral? I'm, I'm not smart, Pat. What is this? That would be... That would be 16. Brady Manning, 16. 16. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out the math behind the Roman numerals. I'll just ask Pat because that's what he's here for. He's smarter than me. So Brady Manning, 16. I told the the notes section of our notes for Brady Manning, 16, is longer than some 
one-on-one notes <laughs> that we usually get, and that's just because Pat is the best producer ever. Um, just being thorough. But there is good reason for why we need to have tons of notes on this. This is a matchup that whenever it happens, every each of the 16 times is something we got to look forward to, and it's just incredibly exciting. A little weird, but just because of the way the NFL does their schedule, um, that this game is for the second year in a row in New England. Third year in a row. Third year in a row. Third year in a row, it's in New England. But back-to-back years now. Last year was in New England, Brady against the Broncos, right? And so and 2012, too. So it is three straight. That's insane. That, so, I'm, that, that's, just, that's terrible. I'm sorry. That's a terrible job by the NFL. you got to send this out to Denver one of these times. Yeah, I mean, hey, Peyton Manning, we're going to have arguments about if he's the best quarterback ever. He's got to go win in New England, right? All right, but if Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever, he's got to go <laughs> win in Denver. I... This is a really tough one to pick because early in the year we're not picking yet. We have I know that we're later. not picking, but yeah, don't just, spoil. Just, it. just to start a little conversation, early in the year, Tom, we were somebody asked Bill Belichick if Tom Brady was going to be his starting. It was. Quarterback. It was after the Monday night game in Arrowhead. Yeah, it was after that Kansas City lo- game. They lose to the Chiefs and badly. It was, it was badly a terrible, yeah, terrible game. The they did not look that great nope. early, early in the early in the season, and they just demolished the Bears. I mean. I mean, we just mentioned the Bears a little bit and how bad they've looked. They got embarrassed. Part last of that week. was how good. I don't see now. It's tough to decide how much was how much was New England being good and how much was Chicago being bad. But I think Chicago's locker room was a mess. I think they would have lost the game no matter yeah. what. But I think that contributed to it. But I mean, New England and it, they took care of business. They absolutely did. And if Brady to Gronk is working out, that's a big deal. I mean, that's I, I know you because if if you haven't noticed, Patrick Burns is a diehard New England Patriots fan. And, I mean, how much more confidence do you have watching the Patriots when you see not even that Gronkowski is fully healthy, just that he's making the kind of Gronk plays you've come to expect? Oh, it's night and day. I mean, it took him a few weeks at the beginning of the season to get back, and you saw it. You know, they, they limited his snaps a little bit at the very beginning of the year, and then as they started to amp up his, his reps and everything, you saw him, you know, slowly getting his way back. He didn't have his full speed right away. But now, I mean, he's he's vintage Gronk, and you have people in New England saying that this is the best that he's ever looked, and that dates back all the way to that dream season he had in yeah. 2011 when he was dominant. Well, I think the other interesting thing is, too, just looking at these notes that Pat gave us, I think Tom Brady is going to be upset that he can't play this game in October because the month of October just <laughs> yeah. seemed to be such a perfect time for him. I think he's probably sad to see it flip over to November. 14, 14 touchdowns yeah. and no interceptions in the month of October. That's incredible. Those are incredible numbers. And, I mean, you look at the games in October. They won against the Bengals 43-17, beat Buffalo 37-22. That nail-biter against the Jets, which I still don't know how that happened. Thursday night football. 25. I chalked exactly. that up to Thursday, Thursday night, night football. football. Might as well. And then they just blew out Chicago 51-23. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, a tiny bit surprising that, that this, he was named Offensive Player of the Month for the AFC the, uh, for this performance throughout the month. And it's kind of hard to believe it's the first time since 2011 that he's gotten that honor. Um, deservedly so this October. I mean, you say the numbers, 14 touchdowns and no interceptions that's not too bad um a <laughs> year a nice ago put it. a year ago this matchup was one of the best regular season matchups of the entire season we were logging it was one of those Sunday night games that lived up to the Sunday night billing as much as we like to say we like to poke fun at Thursday night football it's nice how Sunday night football tends to work out you know Manning breaks Brett Favre's record on Sunday night football this one unfortunately is not it's a four o'clock start but last year we got the Sunday night version and Denver went up 24 nothing at halftime. Yep. And, I mean, you just say, all right, well, this is not living up to the Sunday night billing. This is going to be a terrible blowout game. I, I think, I guess as a college student, I had homework that I had put off until <laughs> I did not watch the third quarter. I in did. which the Patriots put up 21 points, and then from there it just became the game we all thought it would be, and the Patriots went in an overtime, 34-31. It was an incredible game. I don't expect anything less this year. Maybe not as dramatic as – Denver jumping out to such a big lead and then New England coming all the way back. I don't know if it'll be that dramatic in those terms, but I do think this is going to be as close as that. I think it's going to be a fantastic game, like you said, too. And there's the interesting part is how is New England's defense going to stack up against all of the weapons that Denver brings to the table? And, you know, Peyton Manning in general. I mean, you mentioned the fact that he broke Brett Favre's touchdown record. I mean, obviously he's being tossed around as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and he is. And I think that Denver's done a tremendous job this year as a team. I mean, they're 6-1. and one. They are pretty much a top 
they're atop the AFC right now. And right, I think well, they're another strong game, contender. Whoever to kick wins the number this game one seed is got the driver's seat in exactly. the AFC. Yeah, they do. So this is a, a, a huge matchup when we have to build up Saints Panthers as a big matchup on Thursday <laughs> night. We don't have to build this one. Oh, up everyone at all. knows this is a this huge is matchup. This is a giant matchup, one that everybody's been looking forward to all week long, um, all season long. So it's going to be a really, really fun one. A couple other interesting games: uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh. Funny to think that Pittsburgh has really gotten themselves back into position. That Ben Roethlisberger performance I was forgot. unbelievable. I think it was Boomer Esiason. I was listening to someone the other day, and he said that was the best performance he's uh, ever seen by a quarterback was I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. He almost broke the single game record for touch for passing yards. He had 522. Yep, and, and he threw and for six, six touchdowns. touchdowns. Does Geno Smith have six touchdowns this year? I don't even think so. I don't even. I don't. <laughs> I don't let's not does. go there yet. Let's, no, let's I'll have fun. check that up. We're no, not no, even no. at the Jets yet. And we're going to bother Kelly, who is a diehard Jets fan and our Jets reporter. Geno Smith's stats this year. It was two for eight last game. So, yeah. Well, he had more interceptions than, than completions. So, oh, he's got seven. Mm. Mm. He beat out Roethlisberger. By one. <laughs> so, Ben Roethlisberger has just an insane game. And they're actually back in position to act to to make a move in this division because Cincinnati started out terrifically. They're four two and one with that tie against against Carolina, but then Baltimore's five and three and Pittsburgh's five and three. Cleveland's four and three. So this has become a really interesting division as well. That's another big matchup. I I don't know if I mean Ben Ben is at the later I don't stages. think he'll be able to no, do this again. But I mean not. I think that it'll be a competitive game because the Ravens aren't the typical Ravens that scare you either. They're but, good, but they're not as terrifying. You know, when they had Ray Rice and the whole like right. attack out of the backfield, doesn't terrify me as much. Baltimore Pittsburgh used to be like Denver New England is now like the game that you look at and say well, this could be the best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Pittsburgh was always just tr- tr- and I twice mean, they a year always get up the for same the, they always get up for Oh, these they games. hate each other. It's it's wonderful. It's a glorious game to watch. Are they, is it going to be as good this year? I don't know, but it's going to be a fun one, hopefully, to watch and then. Another another interesting game. Are we picking this one? Let's see. Arizona Dallas. We are right. So yes, again, we are. no, can't give any picks yet. Don't give it away. That's why we keep listening. Unless I guess you just scroll to the end and click. But just don't <laughs> listen to that. Arizona Dallas. So Dallas. Tony Romo leading I that team. They look me. like the best team in football. We're talking about them for a few weeks, and then. I mean, they should not have brought Tony Romo back into that game. I, I felt so, so bad for disaster. him. They should have just left Weeded in the game. I mean, that game was just a mess. I mean, not to take away from Washington. I think it was a right. great performance well, by Colt, boy, McCoy. Colt McCoy. I am. I do like Colt McCoy a lot, and he's been tremendous coming in this so far this year. I am a big Colt McCoy fan. I think he's done a really good job, and I think he'll be a decent leader of this team till RG three comes back. I mean, obviously, everyone was so in love with Kirk Cousins, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it was like, oh, never mind. So we're this, done. I mean, the same thing could happen to McCoy. It'll be interesting seeing how. Dallas bounces back from that loss because they were on top of the world and they lose to the Redskins on Monday night. I think DeMarco just... Murray came back to earth too, which just hurt yeah, them because he lo- he started fumbling a again. That just cost them completely. Arizona uh, had just a, a battle with the Eagles last week. They came out and won. They've looked like one of the best teams in the NFC West. They would have made the playoffs if they were in another division last year. So that's going to be another big matchup. So we'll get to those games. We'll pick them at the end. It's going to be a, a fun, little, fun little pick segment. A lot of good ones. All three of those games we're picking and then Jets, Giants, and then, of course, we're going to have our upsets. Speaking of the Jets, because we already made fun of Geno Smith, let's let's talk about them. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I've been doing a lot of Just end the season? Is that what that stands for? Just end the season? Very very good. Is that original? It's a T-shirt. Nope, that's a T-shirt. I didn't think so. I wish I was that clever. Kelly wishes that she was that clever. We'll see if she was a little bit clever or not in her Jets report this week. Stand on the box, stomp your feet, stop clapping. Got a real good feeling something bad about to happen. Jets general manager John Itzik followed up a disgraceful performance against the Bills with a disgraceful state of the team press conference. Needless to say, we're extremely disappointed in our 1-7 start. You know, I, I search for words to describe how we feel, what we're going through. got demolished 43-23 to the Buffalo Bills in front of their home crowd. The last time I checked, the Bills don't have Peyton Manning at quarterback. In fact, they don't even have their original starting quarterback. Kyle Orton somehow resurrected his career in Buffalo, and the Jets couldn't stop him as he threw for four touchdowns. 
They knew the Bills were going to have to throw with both of their running backs out, but they still couldn't stop them. And don't even get me started on the offensive side of the football, if you can call it that. The Jets turned the ball over six times. Six times! Kyle Orton had seven incomplete passes. The Jets had six turnovers. Geno Smith was atrocious, going two for eight with three interceptions. He completed more passes to the Bills than he did to his own team. And then Michael Vick came in and gave the team a spark for a while before he forgot how to hold on to the football. Now the Jets get to travel to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Alex Smith is a very solid, accurate quarterback who should have no problem picking apart the Swiss cheese secondary of the New York Jets. I say Chiefs 38, Jets 20, only because I think Vic will find a way to get this team into the end zone twice. If I'm Woody Johnson, I start making phone calls now. They need to clean house and do it the day this embarrassing season ends. With the... I'm Kelly Coltis, WFUV Sports. Wow, Kelly, going on a nice little rant there. It's a little bit of a rant. the Jets. A little bit of a rant. So, okay. Uh, not to just like read, I know I don't want to get too too reedy off our show notes. I know you could have just said, oh, "Well, why don't you just send out a mass email to the show notes if you are going to read <laughs> off them so much?" But I just wanted, okay. So the first line of our Jets notes here: Rex has finally given up on Geno Smith. Is that true? I don't know because I could done? see I could see the Jets going back to Geno just because that's how the Jets organization and operates. I know, and I know I, exactly the point you're making there is that that's not the way to do things. It's not the way to handle it. Once you make the switch, that should be it. But this, I mean, he was just drafted a year ago, and hopes were high co- coming into this season. See, I guess for this season, I thought you meant when they drafted him because I was going to say no. no he fell expe- to the second round. Expectations were pretty on tempered. Yeah, absolutely. But he had an okay year. They end up a game out of the playoffs. They were not, by any stretches, the worst team in football, no. which they're becoming trending towards one of the worst teams in football this year. Is How much of this is Geno Smith's fault? How much of this is John Idzik's fault? I know when we heard it, not not many people were impressed by his press conference this week. I would, If I'm placing blame here, I put the blame primarily on yeah. John Idzik. Geno Smith has stepped back there is no question on right. that he has regressed not to absolve any blame from geno smith no, he, he is has not, had an he's not gotten season. the job done i don't think he ever was the franchise quarterback no, i thought I that that was a bad move by the jets i honestly just like playing things out i mean i wish he maybe didn't start his rookie season if he had the chance to sit behind and learn yeah. then and then come in maybe this year or the next year maybe he wouldn't be in this situation that he is right now, I think that he would have done better learning because he had never really run a pro-style offense before. So yeah. coming in, that was a huge shift for him I mean, well, as well. Uh, the, I know it's still early. And when you, when, you, when you really sit back and think about it, this is a new concept in the NFL. It doesn't, it's been, you know, for maybe, what, 10 years now. But it's not the way that things used to work. A guy used to not even sniff the playing field until a la two, three Brett years Favre, in. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I mean, even Aaron Rodgers was like a weird case that he didn't like. He get end up falling to the end of the first round, and then he sits behind Favre for that amount of time. That was almost getting on the verge of that was weird at that time. But you had an established guy behind him, and he Rodgers turned out to be better than anybody thought he would be. Now in this day of age, second year of a quarterback, we're starting to see it. Guys who. Now, if you think about the last few years, none of them are – I mean, it's probably justified that they were no longer given a chance. Guys like Blaine Gabbert and Brandon Whedon. And I mean, even Cole even McCoy now, EJ, up until this Cole point McCoy, in time hadn't EJ, started for a couple EJ of years. EJ Manuel was benched before Geno Smith this year. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Orton, who just only had seven incompletions <laughs> against the Jets this week, he takes over for EJ Manuel, who was taken in the first round in the Geno Smith draft. So I have to say, funny story about the EJ Manuel thing. On my way to the Jets game against the Bills, mm-hmm. there was a ton of Bills fans on the train. Yeah. And these three guys that I was sitting next to were just talking about their quarterback situation. And they said to me, they were like, oh, we started booing EJ Manuel off the field in preseason. You guys should have followed our lead. Maybe Gino <laughs> would be gone by then. And I just started laughing yeah. about that. Because then, then what happened? And you saw Gino Smith I mean, get set, sat in the game. It was very ironic and very entertaining. Now, I think... I don't think anybody thinks that Michael Vick is the long-term answer. No. I think Michael Vick knows that. Rex Ryan knows that. John Isaac knows that. Does it, the fact that you have it now, I mean, I think a lot of us saw this coming at the same time, but at this point, they're this bad. It's really hard to conceive, to, to even conceive of a world where they go on a run and make the playoffs. No. no. <laughs> and no. even if you go on a run and come close, that kind of hurts you long-term because it hurts your draft position. Yeah, it's almost please. better for them now if they – 
lose out. And again, no team is ever going to admit that they would do that or even try to do that because the players want their jobs. But does it make sense to go to Michael Vick at this point? I mean, what are you benefit? What are you gaining? Honestly, out of this? I think this is just Rex and Idzik trying to save a little face with the fans to say we but haven't is it given working? up. Does anybody, no, does anybody? I don't think so. I mean, this is the question too: is do you put Geno Smith as god awful as he as he has been into this game just because? He's a young quarterback. See what you have with him. If he finishes well, yeah, the season with that two and eight, if he's going to go along the same lines and go two for eight and throw three interceptions right. to start a game, then you can see. Then you know. And then you're like, he's not our guy for the future. We right. need to draft a quarterback ASAP and, then I, I and think, start training I, I him. I think bringing in another quarterback long term is in the plans at this point regardless. It better be. But I, I, I think I agree with you there. I don't see – I think Michael Vick – I think – I was never too sure about what this was going to be. I think bringing in Michael Vick makes more sense if your record is better at this point. Right. If they were the like three and five or something yeah. along those lines where they were like, because okay, we can still make a little push. No, you're one and seven. You're not making any kind of push. I, that's 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 my position on it is that at this point, it doesn't really matter as much. If they were, if Geno Smith was playing bad and they had done enough to win a couple of those close games and they were a few games out. Then I get it. Then I understand. That's why Michael Vick was here. He's a, a veteran backup who can. Look, I, I think none of the points are invalid that, yeah, Michael Vick sparked the offense a bit against Buffalo. They're hoping he does the same thing in the next upcoming weeks. Got a good chance to do that. He's still got plenty of talent. I thought that when they signed him. But at this point, when they're 1-7 and seven and they've let it get this far, to me, it, it doesn't have any value. Pat was, you know, just telling me about it a little while ago. What is he His... He was saying, "What do they have to lose at this point?" Not much. I'm thinking, "What do they have to gain, though?" I don't I mean, see what they, where they can get to by making this move at this point. And the fact that they've got let it get to one and seven, I, I think that maybe just letting Gino ride it out and see if somehow he can turn it around would be the better move. I think that this is honestly just the, I guess, like you mentioned, maybe the fans aren't buying it, but I'm guessing some of them are. I mean, Michael Vick would be able to sell some tickets at home. I mean, think about it. If they if they maybe. lose this game against uh, Kansas City, which I'm pretty sure they're probably going to unless magic happens. I yeah. mean, then they come home, and they have the Steelers at home before their bye week. Who's going to, besides the fact that Pittsburgh that's travels tough. very well, it's probably going to be almost yeah, a home game a for Pittsburgh. But, uh, I mean, you think about the Jets fans there. This is their way of, I guess, trying to say, hey, look, Vic is us the best option to win right now. We're going to put him out there and start. But they never – they haven't named him starting quarterback for the rest of the year, though, yet, Matt, no. which is what and I was saying. again – Knowing the Jets, if say right. Vic fumbles again this week, say he has, like, two <laughs> fumbles or whatever it is this week, God forbid they can probably go in and say, oh, you know what, we're going to go back to Geno Smith now for the next week. I – and I think you're on the – are you one of the the people who thinks that bringing Sims is the best thing to do right now? No, I don't. I, the Jets do not have, in my mind, a good so. NFL quarterback on their roster. Michael Vick is a nice no. short-term answer, but outside of that, they do not Sims have a not quarterback on this roster. No, I think that's the point. It doesn't matter at this point. The, if you look at their schedule, and we've talked about this several weeks, this was a brutal schedule for the Jets. That's part of it to blame. You go through the N- NFC North, and yes, the Bears have looked bad recently, but they are a talented teams. So though, after the Raiders win, Packers, Bears, Lions, three losses. That's those are tough games. Chargers have looked like at one point or another the best team in the NFL. Get blown out there. Broncos and Pats. Even though the Pats game was a close game on Thursday night, I can't even blame them for those losses. This was a big game just to show that there was something in the tank because I, a lot of people. When I would make this point and say, "What point on this schedule before their bye week do you say they can win?" Buffalo. It's the game I said. Everybody too. said it. You said it. Plenty of people said it to me. Well, oh, Buffalo. What? They can't beat Buffalo. See, here's my question and with this. They was, they The thing with this was it's just so disappointing because they came out at halftime, got it to seven points, and then just completely yeah. imploded on themselves and just gave up. Basically. So now that they play Buffalo again, mm-hmm. and now that they've lost this one, I don't think anybody could argue, oh, well, Buffalo, that's the win. The two most winnable games Vikings left and, on this yeah, schedule, Vikings, Vikings and, Titans, and Titans, both on the road. Yeah. So <sighs> I'm – are we having another I, I really don't know Rico tight uh, one in fifteen season again? I don't again? know. I don't know. I, I they got to pick up a win at some point. Maybe and see that's the thing. Maybe Michael Vick picks up a win here or there. But in the long run, at this point of the season, it doesn't matter anymore. No, it, I really it, do think one in seven. You've it. done yourself in like a year ago with the Giants. Yeah, they were able to go on a run at some point. But when you dig yourself in an zero and six hole, no, it's a little too far to get out of. Giants didn't go zero and six this year, but things haven't been looking too great. Let's shift over to Big Blue. Now, 
Christian O'Hara is our Giants beat reporter. He's not in studio today. I miss him a little bit. I know you all do. And just for those of you who couldn't stand to not hear Speedy for one week, <laughs> don't worry. We got him. Just kidding. He does it every week. Giants report Christian O'Hara. The New York football Giants will play at home this week on Monday Night Football against Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. This game starts a brutal four-game stretch for the Giants with games in Seattle and at home against San Francisco and Dallas in the next three weeks. However, Big Blue needs to focus on one game at a time, starting this Monday night against the Colts. Indianapolis comes into the Meadowlands with a 5-3 record, suffering a blowout loss last weekend in Pittsburgh. Andrew Luck set a franchise record with his sixth straight 400-yard game, but he also threw two interceptions, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Despite the outcome last weekend, the Colts come to town with one of the league's best offenses. They have large success in part due to the way that they play at the start of the game. Here's what Coach Coughlin had to say about the Colts on offense. Number one in the league on offense, first place in the AFC South, an exceptional fast start team. 64 points in the first quarter, the opponent's 13. New York will have their hands full with one of the best teams in the AFC. The keys for the G-Men will be creating a way to use Andre Williams more effectively. Williams has been less than stellar since filling in for Rashad Jennings, who will miss his third straight game on Monday night due to a sprained MCL. Odell Beckham and Reuben Randall will also have to step up in a major way to help Eli develop a rhythm early. The offensive line will need to play perhaps their best game of the season in order to combat the explosiveness that the Colts possess on the other side of the ball. Keeping Andrew Luck off the field and sustaining long drives on offense may be the best form of defense the Giants can play on Monday night. On the other side of the ball, Jameel McLean will now take over as the starting middle linebacker due to John Beeson's season-ending injury. McLean and the defense need to create turnovers and put pressure on Andrew Luck to have any shot to win on Monday night. Unfortunately for Giants fans, I don't see New York doing enough to win the game. I like Indianapolis in this one, 31-24. With the Giants report, I'm Christian O'Hara, WFUV Sports. So did Christian just pick the Colts to only win by a touchdown? He did. Only a touchdown. That was very nice of him. He was, he's being I don't, generous. He's a good Giants remind, fan. Remind us, what, did you did you give a pick in your Giants report? I did. I, I said Chiefs uh, 38, Jets 20. That's more like it. Giving a little foreshadowing to the Yeah, 38-20. I said that Vic um, would find the end zone twice. I guess he thinks right, Eli okay. Manning is going to find it a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, don't know if I agree with that, and we'll get to the picks later, but here's why. He mentioned, he mentioned it in his report. Andre Williams has not gotten the job done. And to be fair, they didn't draft him where they drafted him to be the number one back for the duration of the season. He was a guy to come in and give Rashad Jennings a little bit of a breather here and there. But, he, I mean, at this point, he is the number one guy. The NFL injuries happen, and obviously people account for that. So he's only averaged just over three yards a carry. And that's not going to get it done. Not at they all. need a running game because Eli Manning, we've, we can talk about this offense as much as we want, the new offense, adjusting to it, all these things, especially now that Victor Cruz is gone. I know Victor Cruz wasn't having the type of you know breakout year that he did you know, when he really burst onto the scene. But he was their number one offensive weapon. He's done. The offensive line has struggled. They need a good running game. They need the offense. Maybe it start. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that starts with the offensive line. Maybe it's not all Andre Williams' fault. But they need a running game, in my opinion, or it may not even be as close as Christian thinks. You know who has a decent running game? Ahmad Bradshaw on the Indianapolis yep. Colts. Yep. Isn't that ironic for the Giants fans there? Doing pretty well yeah. so far. Two touchdowns for him, averaging almost five yards a carry. I mean he's been one of the most and he, he gets a lot out of the he gets a lot out of the backfield through the passing game. Absolutely he's too. A, he's a very he's, good weapon for that Colts team. Trent Richardson's come around around a little bit. And not to just totally pile on the Giants. I think the reason they're probably not going to win this week is because the Colts, like Christian said, one of the best teams in the AFC. Andrew Luck is well on his way to the career that we all think he's going to have. He's tremendous. Speaking of quarterbacks that come in and starting, he's yes. one of those guys that comes That's in and a, immediately that is takes a rare, over. I mean, that is a completely rare How did the Colts situation? go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck is still magic mind-blowing. If you were, if you were uh, not a fan of Peyton Manning and then 
by default not a fan of the Colts when he was in Indianapolis all those years. It just makes you sick to your stomach. And this isn't me. I was I always kind of like Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. I think he's um, great. But, I mean, I know people who are just so sick to their stomach that, oh, of course, the year he goes out, they are the wor- They get the number one pick, and who falls to them? The best quarterback to come out of the draft in wh- who knows how long. So, Andrew Luck, and to go back to that Pittsburgh game we mentioned a little bit when they beat the Colts and, and Ben Roethlisberger had that monster week. Andrew Luck did everything he could to bring the Colts back into that game. No, I know, I, and he again, tried so he hard. He makes some mistakes. He makes some mistakes. He's still a young guy. He tries to make things happen. But enough times when he tries to make things happen, he makes them happen. Absolutely. I mean, you He's look having at, a tremendous year. You look at this. The Colts are, out of all the teams, we talked about the other high-flying offenses of Breeze, of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. They lead the NFL in passing yards with Andrew Luck. Yeah. That's how good their passing attack is well, with him. Well, T.Y. Hilton has, been, has really broken out last couple of weeks. He's been... I would say probably Luck's favorite target. Reggie Wayne is still there. He's older. But T.Y. Hilton is really broken out. I as mean, a, he had a great game against guy. the Steelers. It was just Ben yeah. Roethlisberger oh was God. out of this world. Yeah. I mean, any other week, they the Colts probably going and win that game. Uh, but they're listen, they're a good team this year. Houston is a little bit on the way back. The only team that's really maybe going to give them a little bit of trouble. But Indianapolis, you got to think, is a playoff contender in the AFC. A contender to go pretty far. Obviously, New England, Denver, those are the big, shot, big hot shots right now. San, San Diego. Diego is up there. Um, well, there, look at that. We got the uh, division winners basically yeah. across. Uh, no, the West. We still have to get from. Right. Um, but I think I think most people would pick in the AFC that Indiana in the AFC South at least. Indianapolis is a, definitely a team to watch. So for the Giants, it's going to give them plenty of trouble this week. Um, they've had a bye week now to kind of relax a little bit, and I think this is for for Giants fans out there. Maybe giving Giants fans a chance to step back and say, okay. Maybe we got a little bit of ahead of ourselves, and I, <laughs> I can not not. I'm not going to say that I thought that they were going to just go on an insane run, but I fell into it a little bit. That say, hey, listen, the Giants win one of these two games against Philly or Dallas. We go into the bye. We're looking real good. They, they did didn't deserve to win either of those games. Um, the Philly game was a disaster. They came to play against Dallas. At least they, they showed up they some did. effort there. They, they showed a much better effort against Dallas, but it just showed that they're not up to the level of Philadelphia and Dallas right now. And, I mean, I've said it a few times, they're just in a weird limbo state right now where, in terms of Eli Manning's career, you, he, he's on the second leg. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say downturn yet, no, but he's getting uh, close. Not yet, but, he's closer to that than he is to his prime. But it's more, it's more about the rest of the team around him. It, are they putting out enough? And we can say that on much of one about the Jets, and it's absolutely true about the Jets, but I don't know if the Giants have enough either. You know, again, another thing, Christian Manning, John Beeson now officially out for the season. That's a big blow. He was a, he was a, a momentum swing for them when they got him last season in the trade. Defense picked up their play a little bit. He was never able to really get on the field healthily this year. Defense suffered a little bit. Here, Jamil McLean is going to be the starter now. Um, I mean, their their defense. They've always had trouble with the linebackers. That's always been their weak spot. Their linebackers and their their secondary has been a lot stronger this year it than other been. years. Yes, because that's always used to be. Luke Amar has had a good year. Exactly, that used to always be the black hole too. Is yeah. the Giants secondary because if their pass rush didn't get to the quarterback, which is the problem the Jets have now, right. if the pass rush didn't get there, they wouldn't be able to cover. This year, they've been right. a lot better in that aspect. Now, and I, for me. Although Beeson is out for the year, and there's always this question marks on defense, I I do want to go back to the offense. I think that's the biggest biggest question mark for them right now. I think that's the biggest thing that going through the rest of the season they're going to have to hope to improve on to have any shot to go. And again, they're not completely out of it. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and say that both of these New York teams are completely out. I think it's a little safer to say about the Jets. <laughs> but again, three and five is not terrible. But it, three and four after the bye week is not terrible. No, you're already predicting they're going to lose. No, that's a little insight into Matt Morrow's pick there. I'm just not great with numbers, Kelly. Why do you have to? <laughs> again, we're going to put this out for people to listen to, and you're making fun of me, and everybody's going to know that I messed up now. I could have gotten away with it. Uh huh. <sighs> anyway, so the Giants are three and four after the bye. This is more of where we thought they were going to be. I, I, yes, this is very. Those two we weeks brought Giants fans' expectations down and brought the Giants back to reality a little bit because they go on that on that win streak, and while admitting that mo- those wins were not the highest quality of wins, especially now we see Atlanta's falling down, Washington, yeah, they they beat the Cowboys, but they've not been a good team all year, so. Those wins weren't terrific wins, but you thought, oh, look, three in a row, and they almost beat Arizona. They get a win here. That's that's huge going into the bye. They could be four and three with two division wins. This is 
where the Giants should be right now. I don't really know if you can say that they've done too much wrong because what else should they have well, done? I understand the Arizona game, but other than that, what else should they have done? There's not much else, Matt. I think you made a good point before when you mentioned the injuries because of the fact right now yeah. their leading rusher and their leading receiver are out with injuries right yep. now. So you're having guys step into roles they weren't prepared to do this season. Odell Beckham, I think he could be a great wide receiver. I don't think he's ready to be a number one just yet. He's very talented. He has the gifts. He might be a number one in maybe two years from now, but they're having him step up into that number one role, and he's played, what, two or three games right. this year? Those are the two guys that for the New York Giants are going to be the biggest difference makers if they're going to progress into the season and, and make some progress. Um, Odell Beckham replacing Victor Cruz. R- Randall is a good receiver, but they need another guy there to, to have two solid weapons on the outside. Beckham's a guy that they brought in, drafted high to, to be that guy, especially now that Victor Cruz going to have to be him. And then when Rashad Jennings comes back. I'm not going to pin this all on Andre Williams and say that he needs to be a ton better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice if he would be. But if you can get Rashad Jennings to come back and to, you know, he's ha- showed some promise while he was healthy. If he can come back healthy, listen, if he's not ready to come back, he's not ready to come back. I don't want to rush him because he's a guy they're going to need and to have him out any longer. I don't think that this season is too much to risk that on. When he comes back, if he starts to play the level they thought he would when they brought him in, they'll have a better outlook. But – It'll be tough to tell again. The I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if you're still listening at this point. Neither of us are too high on the New York teams, but hey, that could change. We haven't picked these games yet. We'll see if uh, anybody has some different opinions on the picks. That intrude that includes Drew Casey, who's here for what else? Fantasy football. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. So I said I wouldn't do it again, but on our notes, we only have one note for fantasy. <laughs> it's great. It it's says great Drew one. does his thing. So now, Drew, <laughs> if you don't come in and do your thing, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. I've been looking at this piece of paper all day saying, wow, I can't wait to see Drew do his thing. You better come in and do your thing. Well, you guys are lucky that I'm not going to break dance in studio because that's really what I want to do right now. But uh, Again, um, sorry the video viewers yeah. if you're waiting for that. Well, basically, I'm just going to rant and rave about how I'm doing in fantasy and try and give some We'll have some cues for yeah, you. Hopefully, get, get, you'll have some, some A's, questions but go ahead in the next few minutes. And give but some let me just fantasy. premise everything that I say is, you know, I'm not. this is probably not a position I should be holding this year because my... Uh, my fantasy stardom from years past is not really doing too well. I'm Uh-oh. three and five in both of my Uh-oh. leagues. Chicago Bears, it's but like the I Bears. did win both leagues last week, and all right, I scored so 150 on, points in one league. Oh. All, right, all right, all right, here I was we go. On fire. I scored I 150 points this week, and I lost. So don't you hate when that happens? I'm very upset. Oh but go gosh. ahead. Yeah, I had um, I had I had a pretty darn good week. I had Brady <sighs> and Foster and Sammy Watkins and Jeremy Macklin, and on my Are other there five team, teams in this league. No, it's a ten-team league. Um, and how am I three and five with those people? I don't know. Go figure. And uh, Rob Gronkowski finally delivered. And yeah. I had the Chiefs' defense on my bench. They had twenty-five points. So I was. Didn't I was even need them. I could have hit almost two hundred. Didn't even need them. Anyway, that was last week. So I'll take the win. <laughs> the biggest fantasy news in my world this week is I finally dropped the one, the only, number third overall pick, Adrian Peterson. Oh, you did it. And who did I pick up? Bobby Rainey. All right. Did oh, I ever, did I ever think that That would, is Kenny Ducey's favorite. Did, did I no. ever think that back. would happen? I needed a running back, though, because now, everyone's on a bye this week. I have gone a little bit of a different direction with this. I, because in a couple leagues, I'm scrambling. I made some terrible moves picking up running backs. One of the first guys I drafted in one of my leagues was Doug Martin. Oh, oh I'm why? sorry. Has not worked out. I now, apologize for that. while Bobby Rainey was available in this league, I just recently dropped Doug Martin. But I, instead, I picked up Charles Sims, who is still on IR technically, but he's supposed to come back. He's a rookie for Tampa Bay. He could be this year's Bobby Rainey. Kenny Ducey will not let you forget that he said Bobby Rainey was going to be the guy. So, Are, are you starting Mr. Sims? Or are you I might. just I might this start. week? I, I, I might. I don't think you can go with anyone who's coming off IR. I, I would not. I wouldn't well, even, but I mean, that I wouldn't even start Adrian Peterson in his first week back <laughs> if he ever gets back to the NFL. So this what year. took you? So it took you this long to. It took to me drop this long. Peterson. I would have kept him, but I needed roster space, and That's the league been, I'm in is very strict. You can only have year. four running backs, and I have two on by plus Peterson. I'm not going to put an empty spot out there, but. I would have much rather liked getting Bobby Rainey, yep. uh, not Bobby Rainey, but yep. I'll take it. The other league, I was able to pick up Ronnie Hilleman three weeks ago. Which yeah, I don't that know. one's been a good. Yeah, he's, that's he's been a good. I, I, I put in a waiver for him, didn't make it. He's been he's been good. 
Yeah, but but it's just word to the wise. The, the reason I'm in this situation is because I went all in with Arian Foster and Adrian Peterson picks first round, second round. Yeah. And early in the season, let me tell you, when they were both out, Foster with injury, <laughs> yeah, and Peterson, the Giants. Yeah, Peterson the uh, talk about like scrambling. I had uh, I had Storm Johnson in one week. Oh, he scored a touchdown though. Nice. He had one carry and one touchdown. It worked out well. But uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket, especially on the running back position where a lot of times you get the most uh, pr- production out of uh, week by week. Um, that's definitely something I would say. But pickup of the week. It wasn't available in my leagues. I guess everyone's smart. But uh, I was looking. Jeremy Hill, running back for Cincinnati. I just got an alert on my phone coming over here too. Giovanni Bernard is out for Cincinnati this week. Mm. So Jeremy oh, yeah. Hill well, should everyone start. Everyone is jumping on oh, that boy. one. So Jeremy Hill should start. And Might I'm sure do it right now. <laughs> go for it. Um, I was too late. Somebody picked him up earlier in the week uh, when I was looking yesterday morning. Uh, so that. And some guys that I, I think uh, are not worth the play this week and, and probably not the rest of the season unless they prove me otherwise. Uh, Vernon Davis, he's done absolutely nothing this year. He's had some injury issues, uh, but he's played in, in, I think, six games this year. And he's he only has 14 catches, and he's Ugh. he's in the past he's been a top. So what do you what do you end. where's your direction on on? Uh, well, that team I still have him on my I have him on both I have two teams. He's on the bench on both of them. Okay. So I've kind of went again all eggs in one basket <laughs> with one player. Not a good strategy. I've got Rob Gronkowski also on another team. It's a, no, a flex go. tight end situation. So that worked out. On the other team, I've sort of been going week to week. Uh, I had Jared Cook last week. He got me one point. Uh, I was gonna pick up. Uh, Cleveland. Who's the guy from Cleveland? Uh, Jordan Cameron, but he got the concussion oh, problem. That's why yeah, somebody dropped him. Well. So, he's I mean, been really annoying. The tight end position has not worked out for me either this week. So get rid of Davis, in my opinion. Try wow. and find somebody. Maybe That's Zach Ertz. Move. He's out there, I think. Larry Dinell, you're going to start oh, him no. like he did oh, that one week? Infuriating Don't also. do that. I started him two weeks. I got a total of one point. Cumulative. All right. I have, a big, I have a big question for you, Drew. All right. Fire away. Because I'm no good at fantasy football, so I have to ask people. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, even if you say you're bad, you're probably better than me. I have a big dilemma this week. Okay. When I was drafting in one of my leagues, I just completely ignored the fact that there were such things as bye weeks, <laughs> and that oh. sometimes teams so everyone is on the same, same bye. Oh, so, Aaron Rodgers, um, Aaron Rodgers on the bye this week, but whatever. I have Nick Foles. So then Calvin, Alshon Jeffrey, and Golden Tate because Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson play on the same team. Yeah. Well, Calvin Johnson still. Yeah, but he'll come gonna... back after. Yeah, yeah. He better because okay, I need him. Enough. But so all of those guys are on the bye. So I needed – I just had a terrible deal. I had to drop running backs and, play and pick up wide is receivers. Do you have to play two receivers or three receivers in this Well, league? three receivers, but I'm more worried about my running backs because oh now How are you I more worried to, about your yeah. running backs with Jeffries and Johnson and Tate out? Because I and have, have Emmanuel Sanders, and I had to play Sanu and Andrew Hawkins because I just have to. There's nothing I can do about it. But right. I need okay. to ma- – oh but here's boy. my question. I need okay. to maximize running back points because I'm not too confident about okay. my receivers. Okay. What do you have So I have right two now? running back spots and a flex spot for my running backs, and I have four guys. Ben okay. Tate, Ahmad Bradshaw, Justin Forsett, Frank Gore. Definitely playing Bradshaw. I was going to say, yeah, I would definitely I would, that, play that was gonna be my first statement. And, and Ben I would... Tate, I picked – you're going to laugh at me. He was the first running back I picked in this league. Please tell me it was like the fifth round. It was the fifth round. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Good, good job, good. girl. Yes. Who's your quarterback? Peyton Manning? Rogers. Okay, right. fair enough. I went fair Calvin, enough. Rogers. Calvin, yeah, okay, you got and that, then that bug. Julius Thomas, Alshon Jeffrey. Were you or were, switched. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was make sure so, you got one of those guys who picks like uh, uh, Seahawks defense, yeah, or, like defense <laughs> or a kicker, kicker. You know, maybe get Gostowski um, or Janikowski. So I'm a little worried about Frank Gore, and then Forsett's been pretty good. Ben Tate, I don't know what to think about it, but I'm definitely going to start Bradshaw. But three guys uh, for four spots. I totally agree with Bradshaw, so make that okay. three He's guys in. for two there spots. There he is. He's in. Uh, Tate, the, Forsett, the, and Gore. The Ravens situation with Forsett, and then you've got uh, Pierce and Tal- Talafanero. Well, Pierce was I like out last week. Yeah, and then big long but. name starts with a T. Is vulturing <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Agree. I don't. I refuse um, to say his name because I'm mad at him because he vultures Forsett's touchdowns. <laughs> Baltimore is playing Pittsburgh. Now, I remember, think my biggest Pittsburgh gave up, what, 31 points last week, even though they won? Right. 30, they did. Yeah, well, also, Andrew Luck also threw for a lot of those. Ahmad Bradshaw so had I'm one gonna, rushing I'm going to make this easier because yeah. I, I threw way too much at you. I'm going to yeah. make this easier. Two guys for one spot, Forsett okay. and Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the guy I'm worried about. So you're playing Ben Tate. I have to okay. go on principle because right. I, I will, picked him the, right. my we'll first give, guy. <laughs> we'll give you that. <laughs> Just because I'm stupid. So it's, it's Forsett for Baltimore or uh, Gore for San Francisco. Yeah. So Baltimore has to go to Pittsburgh on Sunday night. San Francisco's hosting St. Louis, overwhelming favorite in that game. Yeah. Just for those reasons alone, I'd go with Frank Gore. All right. Um, 
the the, the NFC West always confuses me because when I expect things to happen, they just don't. They happen the opposite. Louis beats Seattle. A lot of I picked that as an upset on NFL Friday. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of low scoring games in in, in yeah. that division, so it might not be good for fantasy wise. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, tradition though. That's a defensive it's a game, one. and it's Sunday night. It adds to it, and it's on the road. It's gonna. I be. think it's pretty even, but I think it goes with Gore. Well, uh, at hopefully home. they both just score a million points, and I win whoever what. <laughs> um, I'll probably you lose anyway, both. but thank you for the advice, Drew. You got. You're it. always the man. Yeah. I think a lot of I people. Hope so. Let I me hope know people on, listen and they, they pick Tuesday up and they pick up Jeremy Hill because I just picked them up as you were speaking. Okay. Uh, another league because I had Brandon Oliver starting and that wasn't. Gonna hey, work. Brandon Oliver yeah, plays the Jets every week. I mean, he'll do pretty well for you. That's yeah, he true. did okay. I, he was of course against me that week. <laughs> All right, Drew. Since you did your thing, I'll give you that. We're gonna give you a little bit more time to do your thing. Everybody's gonna get to do their thing. It's picks time. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. All right. Whew. What could get you more pumped to do some picks than the great NFL music? All right. We'll start We'll start with the home teams. We, we heard Kelly already. Kelly's going Kansas City. I am going Kansas City. No doubt about it. I'm going Kansas City. By two touchdowns, I'll say... 28-14. I'm also going to go with Kansas City for three reasons. One, Kelly called this great reference, a Swiss cheese secondary. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Yes. Kansas City fans, they're pissed. They just lost the World Series, and the Jets' defense is the worst in the league if you take out Carolina. They're taking out all their night. frustration so of the Jets. The Jets are not winning. Kansas City. Patrick Burns, Sean Hayner, talk to me, boys. No faith in the Jets. <laughs> I have no faith in the Jets at As this point. As he shakes point. his head. Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to go with Kansas City. I, yeah. I don't across really know if anybody has faith in the Jets the right now. All right, so our first across-the-board pick, Chiefs over the Jets in Kansas City. All right, we're going to the Giants. It's home, Monday night, bringing in the Colts. We heard Christian. What are we, what are we thinking, guys? Drew, what do you think? We got Giants. I like the Giants at home coming off a bye, and uh, Indianapolis gave up 51 points last week, so that's a lot. Giants. Going, whoa, wait a minute. Wait he a minute. said Giants. You said the Giants? Yes. By how much? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I expected this across the board. All right, Drew. Drew's going. Drew's going. Drew's going Giants. He's a crazy man. Kelly. Give me Andrew. Give me Andrew Love. Yeah. Please, that dear God, give me no, Andrew Love. Indianapolis going, Colts Monday night are taking this game. Yes, I'm going with the, with, with the Colts as well. Guys. Yeah, same Colts. <laughs> I, I think they bounce back in a big way this week. What do you I'm think, taking Sean? the Giants. I Whoa. think going to throw for oh, a three touchdown. Oh, boy, not leaving three touchdowns. Out on the island All right. Here. Listen, I'm a Giants fan. I hope you're right. But uh, I, I'm also a pessimistic fan, and I see no possible world in when they win this game. But who knows? Arizona at Dallas. I mean, there's a couple really good games this week. Our out-of-towners, Arizona at Dallas, two top teams in the NFC. This is a tough one. Drew, you go ahead and start because I need time to pick because you're smarter than me. <laughs> well, sorry, America. You're not going to win this week. It's Arizona. <laughs> I think uh, I don't think Romo's – doesn't look like Romo's going to play. Brandon yeah. Whedon, I don't really have much confidence in him. Arizona, quietly, they're 6-1 this year, so yeah. go Cards. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Kelly. I was going to say, I have to agree with Drew. I think that just for the health, for the franchise in general, for later, Tony Romo should not play this week. Give him a week off. They yeah. said it's about pain tolerance. Why would you want to put know. your quarterback out there and risk it if it's just a pain tolerance? He is so, he's been good this year, and I and Brandon Weeden said a drop-off that I don't know if they really have any faith to do that, but there's no way he's going to be 100% for this game if he plays. No, that's why I say Arizona. Got to go Arizona. Dallas at home, but they're surprisingly – do not have any home field advantage. They have one of the worst home field advantages in the league. Just fans just come to Dallas to watch their teams play. Uh, so I'm going Arizona as well. Guys in the back, uh, with Romo's status in doubt, I gotta go Arizona. Back going Arizona as well. What do you think, Sean? I think the Cowboys could pull this one out. All yeah, right, we gotta see. I like Sean. He's being a troublemaker. I like a troublemaker in the pick segment, so we don't go all across the, way the board. Across the board. Denver at New England. I might not even ask Pat Burns what he thinks about this <laughs> one because I know he's going to pick Denver. Um, Drew. Tom Brady is on fire. Hurts me to say it. New England, Jets fan, but they're long gone as we covered in depth. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots all right, all right. take the lead in the AFC. Kelly. 
Peyton Manning. Give me Peyton Manning. I know you never bet against Tom Brady, but I'm riding with Peyton Manning. <laughs> um, <sighs> the Patriots came back last year in Foxborough. This game needs to stop being in Foxborough, by the way. Know, I'm saying it again. But you know what? I think, I think Peyton Manning's going to do enough, and he's going to – I think he's going to win this one. I think he's having – maybe he could have an even better year than he did a year ago. He's on a roll. I say Broncos. Pat, you're saying Broncos too, right? I, I should. I, I really should pick Denver. <laughs> At the beginning of the week, I said I was going to pick Denver. You better not. But I, I can't pick Denver. I'm, I'm going with New England at home. The Rhode Island man. Belichick always has some sort of wrinkle that throws Manning off at least a little bit. I'm interested to see what he has this week. Pat, knows, Pat knows that it's almost November and he would not be allowed to come home for Thanksgiving as, if his parents heard <laughs> this and heard him pick Denver in this game. So Pat There's does the right too. thing and picks the Patriots. Sean? I'm also going with Tom Brady and the Patriots. I think they're going to get it done. All home. right. This is, hey, listen, this is a close one. Could go either way. It's going to be maybe the best game of the year. Baltimore at Pittsburgh, what used to be always the best game of the year. True. I mean, if you like defense, it used to be the best game of the year. Oh, they were always fun. Pittsburgh coming off all that great offense last week. Yeah, different teams. Uh, they're going to – obviously, Roethlisberger is not going to go for over no, 506 touchdowns, but the Steelers are still going to win at home. Right. I'm going with Drew here. I think the Steelers are going to win. The Steelers are going to win three in a row because they're going to have one last week, they're going to win this week, and they're going to win at the Jets the week after. I think that Pittsburgh <laughs> – you like it. You like just getting the Jets in there, huh? <laughs> Do it to I yourself. try, you know. Um, I I think that Pittsburgh is too much of a back and forth team. The fact that they had a tremendous win a week ago means that they have to have a terrible loss this week. I think Baltimore is going to win this one in the big ketchup bottle. Wow. Patrick, talk to me. I, I was down on Pittsburgh until last week, and I was really high on Baltimore. I've kind of switched now yep. with this game in Pittsburgh. I, I like the Steelers. All right, Sean. I think Flacco can get it done on the road. A lot of people hating Joe Flacco, not our troublemaker of the day, Sean <laughs> Aner. He's my guy. He's like, all right, it's time for the upsets. We're the almost, lines, we're almost this, done. We're the almost lines done. this week are awful. I was just looking at these. I don't even know who I'm going to take, Matt. Thankfully, you're the A-host. Well, so. you better uh, pick pretty soon. We won't tell the show. <laughs> um, this, is always, this is always fun. you got to pick a good one. Sean, I think there was some – I don't remember. Maybe recently you picked a, a not-so-good one. You had to pick a good one this week, all right? Sean was trying to get away with something ridiculous. Um, I feel like Oakland is a little mu too much to go into Seattle. That's a 14-and-a-half Can we line. talk about how San Diego is the underdog against Miami? I get that it's You're in not Miami. Allowed, nobody's allowed to pick that one, But come Sean. on. I want to no. pick that one. San Diego's going to win you that can't. game. I'm installing this oh. new rule. Um, I think Cleveland has been underwhelming, even though that they have a four and three record. They did not play that great against the Raiders. Can I? Is that is not good? Not good either. Can I take Tampa over Cleveland? Pat no, says good. yes. That's a good one. I'm gonna take Tampa over Cleveland. Drew, come on, that's not an upset. Jacksonville over Pat the Bengals. Oh. Jacksonville oh. over the Bengals. Giovanni Bernard if is you're out. Ever, if you're ever in a pinch, just pick Jacksonville, and it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can pick the Jets too. Well, man. hey, you know what? That's a smarter pick than the usual. Just pick Jacksonville because I don't know. Because like you said, Gio Bernard is out. Maybe Jeremy Hill doesn't pick it up. Cincinnati actually got the third worst defense this year. That yeah. was news to me. So they're on a bit of a go slide. Go Jaguars. I mean, their fans won't be able to watch the game at home because of the blackout situation. <laughs> but uh, find it online and stream it and watch your Jaguars pull an upset. All right, Kelly. Do you need more time? Uh, or no, back? no. This nope, is Kelly. Kelly. I don't. I'm, no, no. <laughs> go to the back first. I'm sick of Kelly. I'm gonna go. You're probably gonna yell at me for this one. I'm gonna yeah, go Houston over here. Philadelphia. No, that no. is not an upset. That is not an upset. Hey, I am vetoing you. He's the as he's the co-executive producer of this show. That does not count. <laughs> the nice. only one I think you can't pick this week is Minnesota and Washington. Anything else I think is. As a San Diego, Miami, St. Louis over Kansas City last week. I think I get a, I can get a break somewhere. Oh. Fine, Kelly, are you picking San Diego? Yeah, San Diego at Miami. Give me the charges. Fine. <sighs> All right, well, we were, Sean was next, but whatever. So now that Kelly skipped you, you can go, Sean. I'm going with Tampa Bay over Cleveland. I think Pat Murray's going to have that. four field goals. Sean, I was on your side, and then you just took my pick. That's okay, though. I think we're just both right. I mean, did, whatever. Did you predict four field goals, though? No, I didn't. You did not. All right, whatever, Sean. All right, well, that was a pick segment where everybody just yelled at me. and I think I took the brunt of that, not you. Well, you deserved it. You picked Saint San Diego, who we just talked about as the best team in football, as an underdog. Ask the NFL why they're underdogs. I don't know, Kelly. Maybe Oliver's going to go off because you benched Kelly, him this I'm week. so upset with you that I'm going to end the show right now. This was, this was a fun one, guys. We're getting into week nine. It's going to be... 
going to be great. Not maybe for the Jets and Giants, but we got a lot Everyone to look else. forward to up in Foxborough. Patrick Burns, do not call him in two days between the hours of four and depending on how the game goes. If they win, don't call him until after 8 o'clock. If they lose, don't call him until next Sunday. That's it for this week's NFL Friday. Matt Morrow, Kelly Cultus, Drew Casey, Patrick Burns, and Sean Hayner in the back. Thanks for everybody for listening, and uh, good show. This has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.